Welcome to the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm TC Fontaine. Malik Ricks, how you doing, bro? What's up? What's going on? Can you Yeah, yeah, we good. Uh, episode 31. Uh, I don't have a name for it. So usually, like, when I get my names from for something to, to name the episode, it's usually either something going on or something I might have seen. Like, I got the on, name for it on Twitter, or if it's like if if it's like a quote in our conversation, then I'll add it. But like, what oh. what name you got this week? What, what you got? It's Mania week. It's Mania week. Yeah, it's, it's week. Of Mania. Hey, Mania week. Mania week. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, it, it is Mania week, and unless, uh, unless we have another slogan that's better than that, but <laughs> hey, yeah, that's unless, unless something come up during the episode, it, we may or may not change the name of the episode. But right. as of now, we got the the working. It's like it's like in Hollywood when movies get pitched, the movie like the name of the movie that get released with is a lot of times not the name of it when it mm. first started. It has a working title when it first start, and then around the title come out with a you know the title they're gonna release and market to the people. We doing here, so uh, nope. we come up with a better marketing opportunity than. It is what it is, man. Uh, Young Kings Wrestling, man. You already know where to find us. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and uh, among other platforms as well. Uh, we everywhere, so uh, don't mind. You know, don't mind us if we may, you know, may not have brought up your, you know, preferred platform. Probably yeah. did, but you know, uh, listen to yeah, li- listen to us on Spotify, man. You know, everybody should have Spotify. It's free to download. Yes, it's free to use. Uh, you don't have to, you know, download too much into your phone. Like, I don't, you know, if you feel yeah. safe with Spotify, good, go ahead. Spotify uh, is great to listen to podcasts on. It is. That's why I, li- I listen to my podcast on Spotify, <laughs> and then I listen to my music on Tidal. I don't yeah. have Apple Music. Uh, I have Apple Music. Apple Music, they don't have a lot of stuff sometimes, man. Yeah, that that's one thing I, I've noticed, too. Like Tidal got a lot of mixtapes. They got a lot of uh, video. They had, they had a lot of interviews and exclusive content. Uh, yeah. So I like it. Shout it gets the, the job done, man. I got student oh, discount. That? It's cheap. Okay. Uh, that? I was that? I was that high one when like I only got like one for like twenty five a month or something. Yeah, but like with the student discount, it's like the same amount as like Apple Music. Oh, regularly. Shoot, you're good. But I don't. I don't had a. I don't had a high five. I paid a five dollars regular version. You know? Oh. You know, I'm cheap, so. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a recession, man. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> hey, man, Young Kings Wrestling, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I post, you know, sometimes post to Instagram, post to Facebook. So follow us there, at YK Wrestling everywhere. Yes, sir. Uh, Young King Sports. Follow the Young King Sports podcast. In in addition to that, as go well. check out the newest episode. We 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 uh, redraft the 2008 NBA draft class. Yeah, BTC and Danny. Uh, we got another one coming for y'all pretty soon. So uh, oh three, please please follow the movement. Uh, follow everything, yo. Uh, but what's going on, man? It's many a weekend, yo. It's like, many a week, like, man. Like, it's a uh, usually like, is I'm still excited because it's still mania. Uh. Yeah. I always I always say like, I'm not gonna elaborate, but like the worst day of my life, uh, I, I watched WrestleMania and like I temporarily forgot about it. Like, so WrestleMania has always been there for me. WWE has always been there for me throughout my whole life. Uh, 
through, you know, the good moments, the bad moments, you know, I always turn on some wrestling and it, it takes me, you know, gives me an escape. It gives me an escape yeah. I need. So and that's and that's, that's what me. that's that's been the goal for uh, WWE in the last uh, couple weeks. You know, this crazy time in our life. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon is, you know, in AEW as well. Uh, Impact Wrestling still airing their stuff, so they they've they been trying to provide crowd. an escape. Yeah, they still got crowds because they they tape like weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it earlier, and uh, shout out to Kylie Ray. She debuted uh, AW, hey. not AW, uh, Impact. So it's good to see her land somewhere. Um, they still they still push out Tessa Blanchard like she a, a baby face though. Like they yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. I, I'm surprised she's still a champion. Like after she won, that they had their moment. But the moment was low key ruined about all the stuff that was it, going it was on. It was the night before, like yeah, nobody cared. And now, and now it's just like, all right, we get it. She's the champion. We don't care. Uh, there, there was a also a, a TNA a reunion show that aired after Impact tonight. Uh, I have that on the recorder. I'm gonna have to check that out later as well. Oh, it's a reunion uh, show. Me... Yeah. Oh snap. Uh, TNA got a pay per view coming up uh, in April. It's, we're recording on March 31st, so it's the last day. It's actually, uh, I forgot, I was going to post on Instagram. Uh, this is irrelevant to anything that we're talking about, but happy birthday to my locks. Uh, today was uh, the day that I locked my hair for the first time, it's 2014. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, TNA has a locks. Thank you. Uh, TNA <laughs> has a pay-per-view coming up uh, at a undisclosed location just because of the you know pandemic going on they're gonna do an empty arena show as well apparently uh and there's a triple threat match um for the impact championship tessa blanchard versus eddie edwards versus michael elgin uh so maybe maybe she might lose um then but i i just i just started actually watching impact a few weeks ago again so uh, i'm still trying to get into the feel of everything that's going on you know i take these breaks and i end up missing a whole bunch of what happened and so yeah uh, so i'm gonna have to catch up on that impact uh, is good to watch when you just like you you scrolling yeah we want to watch some wrestling hey. yeah you want to watch some new something you yeah know? ring of honor too like both of them yeah like, if i it's like i see some wrestling on i'm gonna turn it on but like i probably you know just gonna keep it on background noise like, i haven't watched nwa in a few weeks either Man, ever since they took off my theme song, I've got yeah. lost the oh, interest. Yeah, me too. I'm trying, I'm trying to gain it back because, like, I know you that sounds crazy because it's like it's it's a theme song, but like they don't realize how hard that theme song was. Like, it played into the theme of the show. It set the tone. It made everything great, and now that it's gone, I got to get used to whatever the other one is. Yeah, I'm gonna need. Oh yeah. Um, there's a band that performs that song. Dokken, Dokken. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Dokken, uh, or Lee Lorkin. Song came out in 1984. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it, but yeah, it does. Yeah, it's uh, uh, by a heavy metal band Dokken, uh, from their 1984 album Tooth and Nail. Uh, it was okay. also featured in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three, apparently. Uh, it was not featured on the VHS release, but all releases after that. So, uh, what's wrong with the VHS? 
even Freddy Krueger had licensing issues with this song too, and they got over it. So I know NWA okay. can get over it as well. So uh, let's get that. But let's, let's get into this WrestleMania. Uh, last week on the uh, on the show, we uh, covered our WrestleMania predictions just because it was being taped, and we had nothing else to talk about. So, uh, but there have been a couple more matches added to uh, this card, and. Uh, you got the Kabuki Warriors versus a uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce hey, for hey. the uh, Women's Tag Team Championships, and uh, I believe uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler was also added to the card after. It's and, Dolph. Uh, it's Dolph, and uh, in addition as well, uh, Andrade is out with a, a legitimate rib injury. I believe it's legitimate. How did um, that happen? I mean, they recording you know multiple shows in oh, one. You know, it could yeah. happen. Uh, but he's replaced by Austin Theory. So how cool is that? Austin Theory uh, was evolved champion about a half a year ago, nine months ago, perhaps. Now he's um, at WrestleMania. Now he's at WrestleMania. Nobody even thought Austin Theory would be at WrestleMania three weeks ago, two weeks ago, one yeah. week ago, <laughs> <laughs> a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, literally a couple days ago. Like he wasn't announced until Monday. So. Yeah. That's that's dope. He was just on uh, NXT. We're going to talk about NXT uh, as well as uh, Dynamite here in a second from last week. But that's that's dope as well. Uh, but for the uh, for the tag team championships, man, who you got winning? Uh, and and let me preface this real quick as well. Uh, if you want to hear our other predictions, go listen to last week's episode. Uh, we don't want to go through all those again. Uh, yeah. But for, uh, women's tag profits, right? You got, oh, I'm, I'm thinking. women's tag champs. I think we already chose three profits. Like, yeah. Uh, who's it again? Bliss Cross. Uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce versus the champs, the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors, Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I don't know, man. I really want the Kabuki Warriors to win because you know I'm a Kabuki Warriors guy. Me too. Um, but you know, Bliss Cross Applesauce has been kind of showing a lot these last you know few 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 weeks. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they got the win here. You know, Kabuki Warriors not had the title for a while. Um, they they've done some pretty good stuff. Not you know as much as they could done with the titles. You know, they did stuff like really individually more than they have done with the titles. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either one either or. I want the Kabuki Warriors to win, but I think uh, Applesauce might take this one. I'm on the fence, man, because. I see the writing on the wall. It, you know, it's it's a typical WWE trope, but this one in particular is kind of obvious. You got to go with it. Uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss will break eventually up? break up. Oh, yeah. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to win the tag titles and then whenever they lose the tag titles that it happens or will it happen at WrestleMania? Uh, I, I don't know. What does that do for Nikki Cross though? Like, do you think she can survive? They, they they've been leaning into Nikki Cross's <clears throat> eccentric character like a lot mm-hmm. over the last few months. I think um, it was a, I don't remember what episode of SmackDown it was, but Michael Cole like introduced her as Alexa Bliss's sidekick, and oh. I was like, okay. The first time it happened, I was like, what, really, like. Like they should be equals. They're tag team champion. Yeah. You know, they're partners. They're equal footing. Um, should be. 
but then they they kept trying to hammer home this like Alexa sidekick, and now recently, like as as far as her, just like whatever harassment of Michael Cole that was going on. Last <laughs> week. So they they they've been leaning in hard to this just like unpredictable, crazy uh, Nikki Cross, kind of getting back to her roots a little bit yeah. in NXT with Sanity. And so it, it's the writing's on the wall with this one. Um, I don't know. I just don't know who's going to win. So my. That's the good thing about matches like this. They're unpredictable. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the good part about it. Was it. Even when it's predictable, no though, it's still build you know, good sometimes. But uh, the build-up, the build I, I think they've been doing the most that they can um, as far as the build-up goes. Austin, I didn't know they were building up to it. Oh, they've been building up for it for, for weeks. Even when it was still live crowds, like Oscar, I mean, Oscar Alexa would call out the Kabuki Warriors, like, you guys are the tag champs, but you only – you know, you yeah. hide on Raw, like you know, Defend come them. over here, like come, come to yeah. the title. And then Oscar showed up uh, the first episode uh, with the empty arena and attacked Alexa Bliss. And Oscar um, has kind of been back and forth on SmackDown over the last few weeks. I don't know why Kyrie Sane hasn't appeared uh, alongside yeah. her, but I don't. I haven't seen Kyrie on TV at all. <laughs> 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 but Oscar uh, um, has been doing her thing, and. Uh, just because Asuka, I think we need to protect her at all costs. Uh, I got the, the, the Kabuki Warriors retaining tag titles and then Bliss Cross Applesauce uh, no more. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, also uh, Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, hey. This is surprisingly Dolph Ziggler's first ever singles match at WrestleMania. And uh, as, as he said on Twitter, as he mentioned on Twitter, uh, <laughs> he is a few days removed from having the same amount of singles matches at WrestleMania as Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who you got in this one, man? With the, with these type matches, you never know. You know, I I, I have no idea. Um, I would go with the obvious, like, hey, Otis, he's been getting, you know, like, messed around this entire time. You know, Mandy done redemption. Really left him. Yeah, redemption. But, you know, WWE pulled that swerve and, like, have Dolph still, like, get, like, a sneak win or something. Like, he get killed, like, whoop the entire match. And then they see, you know, Mandy come hey. out, pop out, do some sneaky stuff. Hey, That's how you know how it's going to go, man. It's like, strike me if this sounds familiar to you. So, you got the – you got the, the the prickish heel and you got the, the hot, the white hot. The crowds love him. The fans love him. The baby face, right? And he just gets holed around by the heel the whole time building up the feud. So what do you do if Dolph Ziggler hits Otis with a super kick and takes 45 seconds to pin him and then gets the (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that might could happen, but hopefully not – this is this is good. Otis uh, should definitely get put over here. Dolph, Dolph is the the vet. Otis is. Uh, Want to say this is his first WrestleMania. They had a, they just came up last year uh-huh. after WrestleMania. So this is his first WrestleMania match, and uh, yeah, he needs to he needs to get the win here. Dolph, Dolph has had moments, uh, WrestleMania weekend moments, uh, most notably the, the Raw after Mania, uh, winning the world title, cashing in the money in the bank. Otis needs something like that too. Like Dolph, Dolph doesn't need those anymore. Dolph is uh, clearly 
comfortable in the position that he's been in the past few years. Mm-hmm. He's putting guys over uh, and making money. So it doesn't need one. Uh, so, yeah, I got Otis winning. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that. Man, WrestleMania, uh, they announced it is going to be uh, – the pre-show is going to be on FS1 and uh, Fox Sports pay-per-view. You can order it on there if you don't have the network. But if you got the network, why would you pay $60 for it? Yeah, why would pay any, Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Why would anybody pay $60? I don't know. I mean, some people – I guess some people don't have, you know. Some people, some people are cocaine. Huh? Or, aren't they on internet that, savvy. Some people don't have computers. They just watch they on that TV, jack. Television. They on, they on that jack. They on that jack and mouse. <laughs> Skill. Skill. Uh, man, uh, I, I, I love I love this – concept that they're coming up with uh, i want to talk about what's kind of stuck out to me the most over the last uh few weeks and that's the in-ring promos i'm gonna get into that in a second because if you watch raw monday like those promos they cut on that show some of the best microphone work in a very long time uh get into that in a second but first uh, let's review the wednesday night wars uh most recent uh Version of the uh, man, most recent version of the Wednesday Wars <laughs> uh, happened. NXT and AEW going head to head. I don't care about the ratings. I don't think the ratings really matter when there's a pandemic nah. going on. Uh, I didn't think they matter before the pandemic. They definitely don't matter. They don't now. matter. But yeah, to me, they don't matter ever. Period. Because like I like I've been like I keep saying I'm gonna say this to ever until like one of one of them becomes trash. This is the best night in wrestling every single week and I love it. Continue it. Keep it going. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real with you though. This this last week it it took about an hour and a half for both shows to kind of reel me in uh and interest me a little bit. Uh so, but let's go through let's go through some of these results first. Uh let's do it. Uh NXT uh kick it off uh Tyler Breeze versus an awesome three uh you know, we talked about Austin Theory a little bit just a few minutes ago. Uh, watching this, he actually lost to Tyler Breeze, and I was kind of shocked that Tyler Breeze won a match. And, uh, you know, the guy he beat is going to be in a WrestleMania match <laughs> this weekend. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, I think if you never watched Austin Theory before, like, this match, go watch this match if you have it. Yeah. Uh, not, even, not even just the wrestling part of it, but just – the fact that he was able to show off his uh, his personality a lot. Yeah. Uh, takes Tyler Breeze's cell phone, you know, starts filming with the selfie stick, cutting a promo as he's in the match. <laughs> you know, that uh, that cockiness uh, ended up costing him to win. That, that That's that's what I like seeing, though. Like, with there being no crowd, like, everybody's personality is has to be at an all-time high right gotta, now. You got to get that, gotta that dead air, man. So, like, yeah. Oscar, Oscar's done a great job helping uh, Street Profits. They were on commentary uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, did amazing. Nikki Cross uh, was doing her thing. Triple H, Triple H, the first night, really set the tone uh, for that. And so, uh, to see guys showing a lot of personality during the match. Uh, exactly. Helps out a lot just help, it helps these matches a lot uh it's not just you know uh it, nxt actually did the probably best job of it between this match and then uh matt riddle and uh roger strong later on hey. in the night as well because 
that match was really technically based. Like Matt Riddle is a former MMA guy. Uh, Roger Strong is very technical, Matt wrestling based, and so you don't you don't even need an arena, you know, fans for that shout type out, of match. Shout out to the whole Riddle family. Like uh, I've been uh, for some reason, you know, we ain't doing nothing. So I've been on Instagram and I'm watching videos with Matt Riddle. His daughters are hilarious. Uh, Matt, I didn't know Matt Riddle's wife is from Las Vegas too. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I really mess with them heavy. They home team for real, for real. Yeah, shout, shout out to the shout bros. Out to the, shout out to the riddles. Shout, <laughs> shout out to the bro fam, man. Uh, bro fam. Elsewhere on this on this show, like I told you, it took a while to kind of reel me in, and so having like Killian Dane and a uh, Tahiti Miles face off is not gonna help me reel in. But uh, I'm not too big on Killian Dane, bro. Never yeah. have been. Like even the sanity. Um, I thought sanity actually helped him out more because you know Eric Young and, yeah. and Nikki Cross. Uh, even Alexander Wolf. Uh, I, the thing is, Alexander Wolf is kind of the same way. Like, but him being an they, Imperium they helps out. Group. Yeah, yeah. Like th- they those guys, to. they need other people around them. I don't think they can really pull their own weight. But I would love for Killian and Dane to prove me wrong. But but I like it, I like to be proven wrong. I like to see people that entertain me. Entertain it could go it could go both ways. You know, like last week was my first time ever really hearing. Um, Luke Carper now is Brody Lee ever speak. Talk about and that in a second. As great as he speak, I was like, hmm, what the hell? But yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. But like that might be the thing with it, like that. Like these guys do have personalities and stuff they can do, but it's like if you don't let me do it, you know, then what? So uh we'll see. I hope I hope he, he you know get some good. Steam in. in good yeah. hands in NXT though. So not yeah. too concerned about it. So uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah, don't don't move them up too team. quick because you know Mania's coming around and this yeah, yeah. get the shipping guys up. So uh, next up, Cameron Grimes uh, beat Tony Nice. Uh, pretty good match. It, it's good to see Tony Nice back on NXT. I actually like to see him on NXT a lot more uh, for the same reasons we just talked about to help develop his character a lot more because uh, it's going it's been going on four years and he hasn't really been anybody more than just the guy with abs. Right. Uh, I think, you know, that that run when he was cruiserweight champion was some of his best work because he was a he was a good guy. He was a baby face. And then he loses the championship and he just turns back into that that heel that just brags about his abs. But he has nothing else going for him. Um, yeah. Just turn him into the baby face. I think the crowds can get behind him, even if he doesn't, you know, have the best uh, mic abilities. Uh, just have him go out there and do his thing. But uh, Cameron Grimes is is does not have that issue. He has a really good personality. I uh, love Cameron Grimes. So uh, he ended up getting the win, and uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, next up, uh, one of the qualifiers for the women's ladder match, uh, number one contender's ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, Aaliyah versus Zia Lee. Uh, Zia Lee was uh, injured, attacked backstage. Uh, by who? 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 Uh, Eel Shirai returns. I uh, forgot she was hurt. I was actually wondering where she had been. And uh, so it was dope to see her come back. And uh, I, I, I popped crazy for Zia, uh, not Zia Lee, Eel Shirai. Uh, it's dope to see her back. She ends up beating Aaliyah in, uh, pretty pretty easily. Uh, she is in the ladder match. And she is my pick to win the ladder match, actually. Not uh, a bad pick. But uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the predictions. 
part of that later on. Uh, Dexter Loomis is on his way back. Uh, you got an interview with the uh, North American champion, Keith Lee, uh, interrupted by Dominic Dijakovic, uh, who was interrupted by Damian Priest, uh, and they all ended up brawling. And uh, they will be facing off in a triple threat match for the North American Championship this week on NXT. Uh, who you got in that match? Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's time for Keith Lee to get in that NXT title picture. I think it's time. Um, so I would go with Dijakovic, but I, I feel like I don't know why I just have a feeling Damian Priest might pull this one off. I'm going I'm to hold you on better with that. I don't think it's time yet for Keith Lee to get into the title picture, the main, the main title picture, because he just won that championship just about five, six weeks ago. Uh, hasn't really done it's only much. It's been five, you know, six weeks. You sure? For real? He won it at a takeover Portland. Man, it's like it's been so, forever. Like he's so, had yeah, he, he, just, he just won it, so he hasn't really done much with it. I think, you know, we let him have a good reign throughout the summer. Uh, around SummerSlam weekend, maybe sooner. Uh, if there's, you know, if we get things yeah. back to normal and running, uh, we could have a takeover uh, in June, maybe. Uncle know, Keith. Before, before uh, SummerSlam, it'd probably be the best time to win it. Just give him, give him some more defenses, uh, some televised defenses under his belt. The only one I could really think of is Cameron Grimes on NXT a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, let him, let him get another, you know, couple uh, feuds under his belt. Uh, I don't know who you can have take the belt off of him. Maybe, maybe Austin Theory, possibly. Uh, yeah, that would be. Bad. And then you can move him up to the to the main title. I love uh, Dijakovic, but it's just so many times we can continue to see that him and Dijakovic. And so, I don't get old. I don't get tired of their matches, though. I'm not tired of, but it's just like there's other guys that are there and they at least deserve to be in that picture. You know what I mean? So. We can we can move that around, shift it around. You know, I like the big guys moving. You know, like like I'm saying, like you, when we talk about Killian Dane, that could have been a perfect spot for Killian Dane right there. Like they all just you know big dudes going at it, tearing up Killian Dane. He can he can wrestle. You know, what I mean, I love his wrestling. Wrestling, he can move. You know, so he got a five star match under his belt. Yeah, man, that man can move. He can wrestle, but you know, in WWE you need a little bit more than that. You know. You've all, you've always needed personality to really get by in the WWE. Yeah, uh, you know, ever ever since Hulk Hogan, you just you you needed to to have that proven drawing power and that personality. I think one of the only few instances of somebody that is uh kind of been a in a premier position for years was Bret Hart. He I'm didn't sure really have the best personality. His dry, his dry. Yeah, he, yeah, he has no personality. He's probably the only <laughs> one that was ever successful. Uh, and honestly, it's just because it was no choice around the time. It was him and Shawn Michaels. So Bret Hart's another guy I could watch his shoot interviews all, all day. Just because he he don't hold He's back. so salty though, man. He's so <laughs> he I see what he shot on Owen Hart's wife. And I was like, Oh, I need to see that. I, it was from like twenty fifteen where he would just basically like she she like trying to like literally erase his history. Like she trying to, you know, 
she she hinders everybody from doing so much stuff for no apparent reason. Like he was a legend in here, and he was just like basically killing my brother's career. You know? Yeah, re- respect so, his career. Like I know you, I know you mad because you know how he died, but you yeah, gotta, I mean, respect that. That career. was five like, years ago. I, I sent it to you. It was five years ago, but like I'm at the check it out. Oh, hopefully, hopefully she done like because don't he got a uh, dark side of the ring? He does yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get something, man. We get something, please. What's her name? I don't know her name. Um, Martha, Martha Hart. Yeah, Martha. Please, please for us, for the fans, man, for the kids. Because I remember getting Nintendo ninety six. I forget what game it was. It was something, but Owen Hart always popped up, like in memory of Owen Hart and all that. And like that was my first real interactions of memory Owen Hart. So I'm like, this is the dude I always pop in front of the video games. I didn't know, you know, I didn't really get to see him wrestle. You know, growing up, mm-hmm. I was like freaking two or three when he died. So growing up watching, I'm like, yeah, this dude was something, and he needs to be remembered for that. So, please. So, man, uh, there's a, a video of Adam Cole, NXT champion, uh, apparently taken while he was on vacation. But I think we know the real reason why he wasn't there. Uh, told uh, told he wouldn't get told told Velveteen Dream he would not give him. Uh, shot at the NAC championship, but Velveteen Dream will be facing Bobby Fish uh, this week on NXT. And it was probably going to be a de facto number one contenders match for Velveteen Dream. If he beats Bobby Fish, he's probably going to get the title match because uh, I think I've seen some rumors of there being a title match between those two scheduled in a few weeks anyway. So, uh, Velveteen. Adam Cole. Congrats, Adam Cole. He's the longest reigning NXT champion ever. A well deserved too. Yeah, well deserved. Uh who did who did he pass up? I wanna say it was I wanna say it was Adrian Neville. I may be wrong on that. Uh so maybe fact check. We have we have a uh, we have the great Google yeah. Wikipedia machine at our disposal. So I'm just definitely about to go check on that. Bullet shout out to the Bullet Club. Shout, shout out to the Bullet guys. Club. T Y B C. Thank you, Bullet Club. Thank you. Uh, and get the drum roll, please. Uh, longest rank Finn Balor. I was I was wrong. Finn Balor by uh Finn Balor beat Adrian Neville by five days. Uh, that's why I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, How many more days? Is Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole is uh as of today uh number three hundred. Mm. Day number three hundred as of today. All right. That's dope. Shout out to Adam Cole, man. Uh, hope he knows it forever. Me too. Never lose. May, uh, may uh, not may yet. <laughs> Moolah it out. No, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, we get a uh, we get Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch. Brit Ann. Oni Lorkin. Brit Ann Bar. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brit Ann Brawlers say that five times. Brit Ann Brawlers. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. The, one more time. The Brit Ann Brawlers. Versus uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Uh, they got on TV twice in one week last week. First they were on Raw, they was on NXT. Uh, hey. Bam, the Britam get the win. Uh, only, only lurking Danny Birch uh, walk out of there with a win. So hopefully we can start building them, getting them some momentum. Yeah, man. Man, I don't think they've been doing much in that in that area. Only lurking deserves the world. Should have got a should have got a cruiserweight title reign. Should have, should have. Uh, Candice LeRae uh, beat Caden Carter. Uh, shout out to Caden Carter. She was on Raw this week as well. 
Got seeing a lot of NXT people on Raw the last few weeks has been kind of cool. Uh, it kind of scary. Yeah, get, getting them exposure to the to the main audience, so like people can be like, "Oh, I remember that person. I remember her. I remember him." Um, but uh, Candice LeRae uh, made her tap out with the Gargano escape, and she earns a spot in the ladder match. Uh, so uh, this week uh, we have a gauntlet match to determine the last competitor in the ladder match in two weeks. Uh, it's a it's a second chance ladder match. So everybody in this match, uh, assuming I ladder match uh, gauntlet. Uh, second chance gauntlet everybody in this match already lost their initial qualifier and this is their last chance to get in uh for a shot at becoming number one contender so we have a uh, dakota kai uh zia lee shotzi blackheart Caden carter Aaliyah, and diana pizarro Parazzo, excuse me so wait the latter match is not on wednesday uh it's next wednesday next wednesday okay yeah Okay. Uh, so uh, let me run that run that uh, back by you again. Dakota Kai, Zaylee, Shotzi Blackheart, Caden Carter, Aaliyah, and Deanna Peraza. Hey, uh, who you got winning uh, this gauntlet match and getting that last spot? Um, uh, honestly, I'm gonna roll with Dakota Kai. Yeah, just to me, it just makes sense. Is she gonna have her uh? Have her uh, Raquel Diaz, you know, yeah, got her, her backup, uh, and that's what Raquel Diaz is for. I think, you know, sometimes the the obvious choice is always best choice, and just looking at this list of names, uh, none of these people have really been built up besides Dakota Kai, yeah, uh, or really just had any exposure. I mean, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, I think she was in the Rumble, um, she was in the uh, she was in a Battle Royal in NXT a few months ago as well. Uh, Kaden Carter. Uh, it was made quick work, Oscar, on Monday. So uh, she has been a jobber for the most part. I think she had one win over who she beat on NXT like a couple months back. I don't remember. It's it's drawing a blank in my mind right now. Um, uh, I think it was Chelsea Green. I don't know. Yeah, it was Chelsea Green. Uh, Aaliyah has been a jobber for the most part. So you got a lot of. All these women haven't won much of anything. Dakota Kai is really the only one that's kind of had a you know a good showing. So and this is this is episode five hundred and fifty-five. Really? Nice. Yeah. Came a long way, man. I, this, is, this is what I'm about to do. I'm gonna go watch the old episodes of NXT that had Daniel Bryan and Wade Barry. I'm gonna go watch those ones. This yeah, I never I really. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't got a chance to watch those yet. So yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna I used to, I used to watch it every week, like, cause, cause my routine it was ECW on Tuesday. I watched. I was probably the only person ever that watched every single episode of ECW back then. Yeah, yeah. I watched every episode for the three and a half years that they were on. Uh, yeah. Not really much anything to brag about. It was just like I have. I was. I was a teenager. Uh, on a Tuesday night, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm watch they, show, <laughs> they show my guy Christian some love. They show my guy Matt Hardy some love. So, CM Punk uh, got his yeah. start there, man. So, you know, got some got some good stuff. They had some good matches. Kofi Kingston started there. Co- yeah, Kofi and Sheamus started there too. Yeah. They got some, you know, the uh, Wildcat Chris Harris was there for like three weeks. Uh, Coco yep. Bannon was there for about a month. I don't know if people remember that too much. I don't think nobody but, remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I that was my routine. I watched ECW on Tuesdays, and then they ended up getting canceled, and it turned into NXT. And so I was watching NXT. I was like, I'm not about to break from my routine. 
It was like the second season of NXT was my last time watching it until I picked it back up when it was on the network. Like, yep. Three years later. But <sighs> NXT has come a long way, dude. Yes. It's dope. Such uh, a great show. You know, we didn't, you know, we went from NXT, we went from, uh, you know, tight, uh, Titus O'Neil <laughs> not being able to carry a, a, a keg. A keg. <laughs> Uh, we went from that to Matt Riddle and uh, Roderick Strong. On yes, sir. Television, man. Uh, Matt Riddle gets the win. Uh, after the match, he's attacked by uh, two very, very large men. Uh, I did not – I could not make out who they were. Uh, they're, they're unknown. They're new uh, people. Uh, it was, it was performance center trainees. Okay. Um, did they play football? I don't know. I have not looked it up. I'm I'm trying to get their names here real quick. Uh, uh, sorry if I'm pr- mispronouncing this. Uh, they're Indian. So, uh, Renku Singh and uh, Saurav Gurjar. Uh, Renku Singh uh, was actually not a football player, but he uh, he played for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates minor league team for a little bit. Okay. Uh, back in the uh, late 2000s. And then um, the other guy, Sarav Gurjar, uh, he's a former kickboxing gold medalist. So okay. That's dope. Okay. Uh, they uh, they uh, made their debut on NXT and attacked Matt Riddle very viciously. And they're being managed by my boy, uh, Malcolm Bivens, who finally makes his TV debut. Uh, Malcolm Bivens, otherwise known as Stokely Hathaway, uh, and if you, you know, if you're somebody like me, I, I'm I, I'm just trying to, you know, get my foot in the door when it comes to my indie stuff, uh, you know, get back on my my grizz again. I used to be in the indie wrestling back in the day when I was a teenager, and then I kind of lost track of it, so I'm trying to get back into it now. So I'm just like looking through my history. Uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Stokely Hathaway have a history together, so. Uh, I knew okay. that when I seen him show up and I seen Matt Riddle on the ground in pain, I put two and two together. I was like, they're going to build off of this because why not? Uh, yeah. And, you know, Matt Riddle is uh, one half of the tag team champions. He gets attacked by two large guys. His partner is not available because his partner can't come into the country. <laughs> unfortunately. So, unfortunately. So, uh, why? you know, better way to run this angle. You know, I got attacked. My partner wasn't there to help me. Uh, whenever Pete Dunn does come back, it's going to be uh, it's going to be trouble yes, for Mr. Sir. Bivens. Uh, uh, Malcolm Bivens actually had a really funny tweet. He said, uh, "No wonder why you're hated. You know, you you talk stuff about Goldberg. He's like, no wonder why you're hated in the bald community. You know, both guys are bald. <laughs> like he, he's bald. Goldberg's bald. So and Matt Riddle has beautiful hair." Yeah, Matt Riddle has very beautiful locks. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, this week on NXT, uh, all the matches we said, Velveteen, Bobby Fish, uh, Zai Lee, Deanna Perrazzo, Dakota Kai, Leah, Caden Carter, Shotzi Blackheart, and a gauntlet match, and then a triple threat for the North American title. And then uh, also uh, at the end of the segment, we get a, you know, we get the boss. I mean, we get the boss, Triple H, comes out, uh, introduces uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, excuse me, uh, introduces Tommaso Ciampa and it introduces Johnny Gargano. Hey. Um, uh, says they were both going to get fired after they uh, tore up the PC, but Triple H, uh, you know, I think. Pulls some know, strings. Yeah, tri- Triple H pulls some <laughs> strings because, you know, he knows, man. He knows. He's been in that position before. 
yeah. where, you know, everything just go crazy, fights his friends and everything. And, you know, look at the Shawn Michaels thing. You know, they ended up having a non-sanctioned match, their first match. Uh, yep. It's because of that. So, And this, uh, this, this is the beauty of stuff about how the way a, a match literally has no title involved. It's just a rivalry. This is like a fight. This is pure what I've always say to people when I'm like, did something something don't need a title. It can still be great without a title. And this right here, like I said, like I want to say a couple weeks ago, we're gonna have to talk about the greatest rivalries of all time. And this gonna have to go in there. Absolutely, man. We uh, have this, to do that. This rivalry, uh, according to Triple H, was so you know, so epic, so major that it should end on the biggest stage there is. Uh, yeah. Triple H, you know, looked like he was going, you know, do some, you know, do some yeah. things, put it on WrestleMania. Johnny Gargano's like, nah, fam, we don't need all that. We good. Yeah. The ring, just give me a referee and we good. We don't need nothing else more than that. We don't need to get this whole big spectacle. I just want to beat this motherfucker's ass. Yeah. And Triple H was like, I'm going to find an empty building. I'm going to put a ring in it. I'm going to get a referee. <laughs> and when it's over, <laughs> It's over. Uh. 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 <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's over. It's over. This feud is going to end with the match. And uh, if not, if if these guys uh, put their hands on each other uh, again, uh, if if they don't settle it, if after after this match that they don't want to. Uh, adhere to the to the to the policies triple h has put in place he's gonna fire both of them he said this is it this is it you guys will do whatever you need to do in this match and that is michael jackson nobody is leaving nxt you know you guys are still gonna stay here uh two weeks so uh not this week but next week we have johnny gargano and tommaso champa In addition to that, we have Adam Cole and uh, the Velveteen Dream. So I may be wrong. It may that match may be on the week after next. I'm not sure yet. But if they put both of the matches on TV next week, flames. I can't wait. No <laughs> I cannot wait, man. Uh, we go, you know, we go get into that. Who? All right, let, let's say this right now. Who? Who's gonna? Who's gonna finally get the the decisive win in this feud? I don't know. I like I, this one. I am literally torn because I I just don't know. I I don't know. I don't want nobody to win. I would literally the match hasn't even started. I want them to fight forever. Like I don't I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know, man. Who you got, man? I need both of them to just beat each other up so badly that nobody wins. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, I think, you know, in their head-to-head takeovers, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is 2-1, and one, I want to say. Uh, Johnny Gargano won the first one at, uh, where was that, at TakeOver New Orleans. Um, Tommaso Ciampa got the second one at TakeOver Chicago, and they had a, a, a last-man-standing match at a TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Uh, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa was an NXT champion, and he ended up retaining his title there. Uh, yep. So, this is the final decisive one. Either Johnny Gargano can go even the score, or they both 
pass out and they both can't compete any longer. It's beat each yeah. other up to where it's a no contest. I think that's the route they should go. Just have it should. No contest because and you can't and choose a winner for this feud. This is a feud you can't choose a winner for it all. And probably maybe two, three years down the road. Revisit when, it, maybe have a tag team again. Yeah, when they're on the main roster for the for the championship. I'm gonna say that for for one of the world titles. Uh we yeah, have that. But yeah, like you said, I honestly, yeah, let them both pass out, let them destroy whatever they have so much to the point where they're just like, we have to stop this and and we can't continue to go on. Hey, uh, side note, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I open Instagram, I follow right back on Instagram. And <laughs> he posted a picture of his uh his feed me more uh supplements, and he has like a picture of Vince McMahon as the brand ambassador. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I feel like Vince McMahon would not be a brand ambassador for Ryback supplements. So, <laughs> so you might want to take that down, big guy. You know uh, something crazy about Ryback? My girlfriend used to like literally see him like every other week. Yeah, he used to work just carry his dog in there, right? Yeah, yeah, which is so crazy. And he'd be like LVAC, so I'm just assuming he lives kind of close by me. Hopefully, hopefully I'll run into him. Hey, you 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 live damn near in Summerlin where like all the you know all the all the Knights players live at too. So yeah. like <laughs> you rich league. I not I wish. Me too. I wish I wish I was, I wish I was too, man. We, I, we we gonna beat, man. One day. Man. Cut the check, Vince. Uh, <laughs> but uh let, let's let's wrap it with NXT, man. Uh at the end of the segment, uh, we get a, a really, really weird vignette. Um clearly is uh hyping up the arrival of killer cross so killer cross uh can say he was in the main event segment on nxt with uh johnny gargano Tommaso Ciampa, and triple h because he technically was because uh the vignette interrupted that announcement triple h made and everybody just looked like what the hell is going on um the vignette was in russian apparently and um Seems the seems to me that Killer Cross is gonna come for whoever walks out of this feud. Uh, and I can't shout out, shout out to Killer Cross. Shout man. out to Killer Cross. He, one, he, one of the first, one of the first wrestlers that started messing with us. He liked my my nephew's uh, picture for his birthday this weekend. That's dope. So yeah, yeah. Killer, Killer Cross, one of the first uh, wrestlers that started messing with us. In yes. Our, uh, in our in our journey, man, it just kind of set the it kind of set the trend going. You know, a lot yeah. of more wrestlers started messing with a lot of you know, TJP other, too. We could throw TJP in there. TJP, uh, 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 Chris Bay, Justin, uh, Justin Roberts. Uh, yeah, good good old Jr. Man, I'm you know I met I met Justin, Jr. Last year. Justin Roberts. All right, so if y'all didn't know, we went to Starcast, and if they didn't, that's all we talk about. It was a damn show. Starcast, yeah, they didn't. Starcast, they we was with the media. They let you know, like you cannot take pictures with the talent. You know what I mean? You're here to do media. Our us being us, we didn't know we can actually interview these guys. Because trust me, we'd have had a whole bunch of interviews if we didn't know to the last day. Man, but but just they wasn't planning. Robert, I'm sorry to interrupt. They wasn't planning on coming back before this Corona. Yeah, it had me yeah. hot. And Justin Roberts was basically like when we went over there, we chopped it up with him, just like we chopped it up with Sean Spears and TJP. Uh, Justin Roberts, he was like, "Hey, y'all want to take a picture?" He was like, "What? Yeah. What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. Man? And Booker T, 
I couldn't get him to do the John John Cena. He was like, he told me, yeah, I, I was announcing all night last night. It was it was a day after double or nothing. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I was announcing all night. I can't yeah, do like it. Watch network. Girl, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I got you, fam. Let's do that tonight. But Booker T though. Yeah, Booker T, I will never forget that moment, bro. I swear to God, that will be a moment that lives on with me forever. Where he was just like, yeah, dog, man, I, thank you, man. You know, you know, hey, you want to take a picture? I was smacked him like, what this, are you, don't ask me that. Of course I want to take this, a picture. This, this didn't happen at StarCast, by the way. No, it did not happen at Booker StarCast. T. We, inter- did meet him. We, met, we met him there, though. That My, my interaction with Booker T, uh, we walked into the room and seen seen Book over there. Uh, his wife Charmel was over there, and uh, they looked like they they wasn't trying to interact with nobody. They wasn't paying money. Yeah, <laughs> all, like all the WWE guys that were there it was just like we just here to make some money, dog. They try to you ain't paying, man. I don't care. Which is which but, is. Uh, I dig it. I dig in my interaction with Book. I told him my locks was gonna get longer than his. He was like, <laughs> you got about twenty more years, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was my interaction with him. Uh, Mark Henry, too, man. Shout, yeah. shout out to Big Mark uh, as well. Uh, met him. I was like, man, Mark, man, we, we used to have it. You used to have your hair. Everybody used to say I look like Mark Henry. And I told him that. He was like, man, <laughs> it was just saying you was handsome, brother. I was like, okay, you're sexual chocolate. All right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all good, man. Uh, that was it. Uh, Got off track, man. Let's get Sorry. back on track, man. Uh, <laughs> AW last week, uh, AW, it, it took a while to reel me in. Um, Cody Rhodes, uh, was on commentary on color commentary with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Cody's on commentary, uh, goes up the ramp to do his entrance and comes back out and does his entrance because he has a match at the top of the show. Uh, Magic is Jimmy Havoc. It, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not the me. I've never been the biggest Cody Cody Rhodes guy. Uh, I think I've brought that up before. Like even when he first debuted, uh, I like I like the dashing stuff, um, especially when he broke his nose and he had like oh, yeah. the, the mask. Like that was I like that, but I can't really think of anything else Cody's done in his career that I like besides I, I didn't I don't like uh, Cody until he really went on the indies. Even the then fuck? I didn't really like him because it was like he he had that he had that that even still to this day when I see him in AEW and he's main eventing he's put in the prominent position and everybody's like hyping up his promos like oh this is the best promo I've ever heard in my life. Uh I just I don't see it bro. I don't it's just because I I look at where Cody Rose was at. Exactly. Years that, ago, that, I can't that, shake that off. That's like, why I like Cody Rose because he's the one of the few people he's always, that has came out of WWE and has became, to me, way better than when because I was never interested in him. Like, I was interested when he first came because it was like, oh, this is Dusty Rose's son. Uh, he's trying to get on TV. I remember like he lost for like four or five weeks in a row. The coach was like, if you don't win this match, you're getting fired. And then he finally won one and then him and uh, Hardcore Harley became tag team champions and all that. He like turned on Hardcore Harley. It was yeah. just actually cool. I wish I wish like some company would run this similar angle again because it really worked out well. Where like yeah. Hardcore Harley and Cody Rose are tag team champions and they get challenged by Ted DiBiase Jr. and he's like, "My partner is going to show up later," but his partner was Cody. Yeah. 
they ended up winning the titles. And so, like, Cody never lost the titles, but his partner changed. Like, I think they should do something <laughs> like that again. That, that was cool. But, uh, but like, right now, I think just, like, Cody always kind of struck me as that mid-card guy. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. The upper mid-card guy, like, Ricky Steamboat was always that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Roddy Piper, sorry. Roddy Piper was kind of always that guy. He never won the world title. Ricky Steamboat never won the world title, but they were important because you needed somebody in that secondary. And I think uh, Cody was always that person, but Cody always – you know, and good for him, though. You know, he always thought he was, you know, better than that. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to kind of grow yeah, on his yeah. own. Because he, you know, he never had the opportunity to grow on his own. He was always, you know, he's yeah. Dusty Rose's son. Yeah. So there's no there's no point in, you know, him having to ever really work hard in the business because of that. His father still to this day is one of the most well-respected minds in the business. Um yeah, well, there's father, no AEW without Dusty Rose, because, you know, aside from obviously, you know, he get you know help. It's not uh, a lot of this stuff without Dusty Rose. Like when we look at all the a lot of a lot of stuff, now, they 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 products of Dusty, like the promos and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, he everybody up. you see, like everybody main eventing WrestleMania or in a prominent position at WrestleMania was trained by Dusty Rose, Roman sure. Reigns, Seth Rollins, Sasha That's Banks, right. Charlie Flair. Though they were all trained by Dusty Rose and NXT. AEW came out like, of Dusty Rhodes sack. Literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but aside from that obvious part, like a lot of stuff AEW does are callbacks to old WCW tropes that Dusty Rhodes was responsible for. So uh but with Cody, you know, he he wanted to make more of a name for himself and he's done that. But I love I, he didn't I still just don't see the I don't see it. That's just I cool. love he didn't go and like really he's I think one reason why everybody like him because Cody's just not fighting for Cody. Mm-hmm. A lot of these wrestlers we've seen throughout the past and coming in, they were really for self. Like we talk about Jeff J-E-F. Yeah. <laughs> like he won so many titles that like, bro, this is your company. There's no need for you to win all these titles and continuously, continuously every year. But Cody would he, you know it seemed like he just fighting for everybody else. Then he got with the Bullet Club and, and the, of course, to me, the Young Bucks, you know what I'm saying? They all got together. And, like, just hearing them talk about the business and, like, the passion, I think people has gravitated towards that more than they've, like, that's what got them to look over the WWE. Because me, when I look at Cody Rhodes, I completely don't see WWE no more. I see, you know, Cody Rhodes. I see a big, now. ugly tattoo on his neck. <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see a different person, man. Yeah. I love what he's doing, so I hope he keeps it up, man. Keep I see it, but I, I, I think it's – I see a different person, too, but he, he – like I say, he's always just like a really upper mid-card guy to me, and there's no problem with that, I think. And that's where he is now in AEW. Um, yeah, as far as the story – as far as the storyline goes, he he's can't be a champion. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's too busy anyway. Like, when they were talking about how the way they book and promote everything, like – I, I wouldn't want to be a world champion. I'm booking and promoting all this stuff. Like, yeah. That's too much work. So, yeah. That's so why I, I said, like, I think if he if he stays in that position he's in, he doesn't go full Jeff Jarrett in TNA, which does what he does. Like, I can appreciate it more. But I, I just, like, I was at double or nothing. I that, The match, as it was taking place, it didn't strike me as nothing great with him and Dustin. But everybody thought it was the best thing in the world. Uh, that promo yeah, we had before Revolution uh, in November. 
everybody, you know, hyped that up is, you know, some of the best stuff ever. That uh, The lashing segment with MJF, like, this is my thing. Everybody hype up everything Cody does, and I just don't see it. And so it's just like, it turns me off even more because people acting like it's the best thing since sliced bread. I just don't see. I think if I, I, I maybe have to go back and just kind of follow his uh, his career after he left WWE to really, yeah, you know, get it. Maybe it's gotta, one of those. You gotta take the like it's like I said to me. I don't like when I was watching. I was watching some Rumble. Uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, twenty thirteen. I want to say. And then when he came in, like I was like, oh shit! I'm like that's Cody Rhodes, and I'm like I almost forgot that he was there because everything in like once he got with the bullet club guy in the indies doing his thing and i'm like i've really gained interest of him that's when i was like all right cool you know there think, is uh, people here that could do that you know i think like maybe I say, he's more for self like he's he's more than just for himself and because that lashing segment it was like why would anybody in their right mind take all those lashes for no reason you know not not for a title not for not not even for a match with MJF. It was a match against Wardlow. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would anybody do that? And I think to well, that gravitates to me. I don't know about everybody else. I think you know a lot of people just hate WWE completely, and they just want to see it go down. Me, I'm not that. That's, I'm just, that's also the other thing too, because I think it's a lot of people is just want to push the negative yeah. a just a, a negative WWE thing, and they like to hype up everything AEW does. Uh, which makes me think AEW is paying people under the table to tweet this stuff out because, like, people are tweeting some ridiculous, like, hyperbole-driven statements on Twitter. Like, that is but not it, the it best goes, promo you've ever heard. I it, guarantee you it's not. It goes both uh, ways because I, I see the same thing with <laughs> WWE people. Like, it's it, it's a war between the fans. Like, it's like Kobe and LeBron. Like, we had all those, like, crazy arguments and debates. And it's stupid. Yeah, and you know, you know, you know, let me compare, let me compare both of those where it's like those AEW wrestlers and WWE wrestlers respect each other. I'm sure that, you know, Cody, Cody respects WWE because Cody, there's no AEW without WWE at all. Like WWE is the one that put Cody in a position for him to even have the fan base needed for him to even get to this point. Uh, but I think it, you know, I think it's one of those things where I had to be there uh, from when Cody left WWE and I wasn't there. Uh, so I just yeah. couldn't really, you know, you know, build with it too much. It's crazy. Cody's been gone for from WWE for only four years and he's done so much in those four years. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot um, more than a lot. Like, like one thing I, I've, I've got, because I've been listening to a lot of interviews and stuff like that with Matt Hardy and uh, Brody Lee and like, Brody Lee told him straight up, like, WWE, like, they, they told him, like, we can't release you off a business move. And I'm like, yo, that's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not the best for the talent. It's not the best for fans. But, hey, that's smart. Like, I love that, you know, we get another, another company in America where it's like they both have to step up. And that's what I've been saying. Ever since AEW came around, WWE has stepped up. Now AEW is going against the biggest company in the world. They have no choice but to be great, or you just end up like TNA. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either do that, you know, it's either be for everybody or you could be for self. And every time, every wrestler that has just been strictly for self, where are their companies now? So sacrifices, man. But uh, Cody, uh, Cody made uh, some some good work out of Jimmy Havoc. Um, 
Lance Archer is going to make his debut on AEW this week, on Dynamite this week. I'm sorry. Uh, you get a little, you know, vignette from Jake the Snake. Uh, I'm glad he wasn't there because, you know, elder people are more susceptible to this to this virus. Man, what, what, is, what is this with everybody talking about Jake the Snake? Like, people are loving his his promos, but, like, I, I was I never really knew too much about Jake the Snake, so. Man, go 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 watch some old Jake the Snake. Me. Like, go go type in, like, Jake. Just look up Jake the Snake promos on, on YouTube. Like, okay. I'm not too well versed in him, but I, I'm more versed than you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably one of, he's probably done some of the best promos in wrestling history. Um best character work so go go back and watch some old jake the snake Rogers. gotta check that out um we got darby allen versus kip sabian uh, hey. darby allen beats kip sabian uh jake hager uh beats chico adams and uh, after the match uh, is a brawl with with uh, john moxley and um i guess john moxley and 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 jake hager are fighting for the uh for the aw championship um, it was a, a segment that apparently mocked Vince McMahon. I wasn't paying attention to it because yeah. uh, there was something going. It was something going on on NXT that caught my attention. That I didn't really pay attention to this, and I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Uh, Brody Lee's eating a steak, very very messy dining, um, very mop bossish. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it mocked Vince McMahon. One of the one uh, of the dark orders tried to. Somebody eat. sneezed. Kicked him out. No, it, what happened when he was eating? One of them tried to like, like pick at their food. Try basically try to eat. It's basically saying like, you have, I have to eat before you do. Basically, yeah. And as soon as he went to try to eat, he threw him out. Then he was like, you see that? Don't you ever do that? And then the dude just sitting there waiting to eat. They see when he sneezes, and Brody's like, do it, get out. <laughs> like, you know, it was and it, I don't mind when like the companies take shots at each other. Uh, if, if, if I do mind because WWE doesn't do it. AEW seems to do it a lot, uh, whether it's their stars going, you know, in interviews or going on Jericho's podcast, like Moxley did it. Uh, if Jericho's going to have every, if every person who leaves WWE is going to go on Jericho's podcast and talk bad on WWE, it's going to sour on me a lot because it's very unnecessary. It doesn't need to happen. I don't, I don't think it was talking sour. It's just the frustrations, you know, like, some guys so have why, left and they why, why do we have to lean into that as often? Just let them do their it, thing. Like they're gone. Like let them just like it's obvious though. It's like you can't like, like I tell everybody else with Cody Rhodes. It's like when AEW first started and people were upset that he was talking about WWE. What what do people know him from? That's like LeBron leaving the NBA, starting his own league, and nobody asked some questions on why did he leave. You know what I mean? Like so when Matt left, of course they're gonna have that conversation. We That's know why started. people leave for it. Like I don't think it's something that needs but, to be really elaborated but, on. But that that just draws fans. Like you know what I mean. Like when we talk about you know why does these old guys get the titles? That. that that's that's what I'm saying. Like when we have these conversation of why do like I said Goldberg? Why does Goldberg have the titles? Well, people say hey, it put asses in seats. It draws fans. Same reason why you do a podcast. And you have guys talking about it because like, what, fans, what fans are they drawing by having you know these people go on Jericho's podcast? Like these people weren't you know they're not going to draw any new fans. These the the fan like the fans who want to see them in AEW are already fans of AEW. It's not yeah. drawing any new people. But you, so you, you don't hear, need to do that. We everybody want to hear what they frustration for years. I've heard people talk about how great. Luke Harper was. I didn't see it because I didn't know he had like when go, he go first, watch uh, Luke Harper and Dijak from Worlds Collide 2019. 
when he first talked, I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm, I realized, like, I've really never heard Luke Harper speak before. Like, I never knew he could talk. I'm like, well, why didn't WWE use this? And then he was talking about his frustrations of giving them ideas and doing this stuff. And, you know, it's just they get to express their frustrations. Just like when we met these wrestlers, everybody said the same thing. Like, I don't think Sean Spears has did an interview about them, but his same thing was, well, I had this going on. I was frustrated. TJP, they're frustrated. So, of course, I think every wrestler that matters, you know, because I don't – he he ain't interviewed, no like, Simon Gotch or nobody like that speaking about WWE or Austin. Oh, did he interview Austin Aries? No. Yeah. I don't know. So, I'm going to have to look it up, though. Only the important ones. But, uh, about. Here's, here's my biggest issue was it's, – it's not really an issue, but I just – it's something I hope isn't consistent. But I, I didn't like how, like, this was the first – time we really seen Brody Lee after his debut and it's a jab at WWE because like maybe like down the line if you did that and then like, you establish him as just not being this but like now you're going and I and like I said it's not that big of an issue because I trust I trust AW more to not lean into it like that yeah but is is this just going to be a Vince McMahon parody like this character and I don't or, even know me personally, I didn't realize it was a stab at him because to me, I thought, you know, I didn't either. What, I wasn't paying when, attention to when, it. When he yeah. when he first when he first came in, um, I felt like you know that was his personality. I never thought it was a stab to it until I seen everybody else talking about it. And I'm like, I think I think I it clicked for people during like he kicked the dude out for sneezing, and then everybody's like, oh, there's a shot at Vince. Yeah. But uh, and, he, and the fans do push stuff like that too because like. Anybody yeah, fans can, fans push the narratives a lot. They'll, they'll push uh, the narratives. But uh Brody Lee uh made his debut in uh in all elite wrestling. He uh, defeated QT Marshall. And uh yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't much note of that. Um yeah. uh, Vanguard won uh Matt Hardy's drone uh flew to Rancho Cucamonga <laughs> and uh, he was spying on Nick Jackson as he recovered from uh the attack uh by the inner circle a few weeks back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was not not much you know to note about that. Uh, for the uh AAA Mega Campion Championship, uh, the champion Kenny Omega puts his title on the line versus. I didn't even know Kenny uh, was still the champion. I didn't either until they said it was a title <laughs> match. I was like, oh, you still got that belt? Okay. Uh, <laughs> face the uh, Sammy Guevara. It was a it was a pretty good match. It was the main event. Uh, yeah, I like this little angle they going with Sammy and, and Brandy. Like, yeah, Brandy slapped the shit out of Sammy, he, and then he, yeah, he keeps going. Cody's but like, like <laughs> Cody's on commentary, like, well, <laughs> but like that—that's what I was talking about with the AEW too, where it was like when uh, Chris Jericho was speaking on when Matt Hardy debuted, and like they basically was just telling him to keep going. So like, if you look if you if you go back and watch, it's like Chris Jericho is kind of confused, like he don't know what to say. He just talking. And so he goes, Sammy, tell him how sexy you are. And so he gets to talking to Brandy and all that stuff. And I'm like, shoot, that that's like off the fly. Like they might have a whole little few. Might have some magic on that. A little bit of magic in the bottle with that one. Um, yeah. You have you have Sammy Guevara, just his, you know, the Spanish god. He's really, you know, cocky. Cocky. You know, yeah. I got abs. I'm 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 a pretty boy. Like, let me hit on my boss's wife. <laughs> like yeah. they got so they got some magic going with that. Uh speaking of the inner circle, uh in our in our last segment on AEW, uh Matt Hardy 
uh, all, <laughs> Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho offered Matt Hardy's drone a spot in the inner <laughs> circle. I thought it was, that was pretty funny. Uh, but the rest, the rest of the segment just kind of went downhill from there for me. Um, Matt Hardy uh, appeared at the the top of the arena, and then it was just like some really terrible uh, teleporting that Matt Hardy was doing uh, from the film aspect of things. And apparently, they filmed this segment in like twenty minutes, which is why it was so bad oh, yeah. because they 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 filmed it before. Uh, and Jericho didn't like it, and so the only time they had in the schedule to reshoot it was during uh, during the broadcast of Dynamite. They reshot this segment uh, while another match was playing, and then they got it edited and uh, and went on air very shortly. So uh, clearly, tell uh, wasn't time, yeah. yeah, it wasn't wasn't the you know really. And a lot of people have been saying this as well. The segment really wasn't that great, and it's kind of. Yeah. Deviating from a lot of what people like of AEW trying to get the the point into the mix. I didn't get the point of the segment. It was just like they face off. I'm like, for what? You just got there. Uh, It's building up the blood and guts whenever that's gonna be. Uh, if 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 we can go outside at the end (laughs) of April and everything just kind of, you know, everybody just kind of reintegrates themselves back into society. And double or nothing can take place. Yes. Blood and guts needs to happen at double or nothing. That would be fire. That would be fire. Because I'll buy my ticket. Like that, I didn't. I didn't fire. buy a ticket yet. I'll buy the ticket for real. And I'll buy a ticket of dynamite. Like, like I'll I will hop on that AW train, and uh, we'll do that there, man. Uh, also on a. Uh, AW uh AW news on the news front. Uh they have announced the uh TNT championship uh as a TNT championship tournament that begins next week on Dynamite. Uh we've been talking about how they need a secondary championship for the longest. Yes. Uh and uh, on this week's episode of AEW Dark, they released uh, the first half of the of the competitors in the field. Uh, it's an eight-man tournament, so they uh, release eight names. Uh, we get Sean Spears versus Cody and uh, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. I'm not sure if that's taking place tomorrow night or not, but uh, it's not because it starts on the 8th. I just said that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next week on Dynamite, we get Sean Spears versus Cody and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Uh, I got Cody going on to the next round. I got Darby Allen going on to the next round. Uh, so I'm gonna see who the rest of the field is, and man. they'll announce that tomorrow night. I'm kind of. Uh, what's your I'm thoughts kinda, on this new championship, man? Okay, one, I feel like the network made them name this title that the, yeah. the TNT title, but it also makes sense. Dynamite TNT put together. Uh, two, uh, I don't know. I didn't really want to see a tournament. I lo- I really wanted to see like like I said like I've been saying that they need to have. Probably a six-man ladder match, throw that thing up at the top, and I think that would have been perfectly fine. You could have had it at Blood and Guts, or you could have had it at one of these, you know, until – because we don't know when we all this is going to be over. Uh, mm-hmm. You could have just had one of those matches there. and just You get to put Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, Kip, 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 uh, Sa- Kip Sabian. Sabian. Uh, you could throw Cody in there. You can throw uh, – What's that dude? Sonny? I haven't seen Sonny Kiss. 
he has not even has he even been on an episode? I don't, of I don't think I don't think he showed on Dynamite at all. Yeah, so even him, like you can throw him in there. Uh, which which doesn't make sense to me because Joey think, Joey Janela, yeah, like somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. you would, you would think Sonny Kiss would have been debuted on Dynamite. Yeah, I, I don't know like, why he hasn't debuted. That is that is a character you could really put over. Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's a he's a gay man, so in this climate, like that's that's. That's something you want to put over, like, yeah, not in and, and for and for a good reason because he's he's good in the ring, right? But like, also just because of who he is as a person, like he's he's marketable in, in this climate and this society. So I don't I don't know why they haven't put him out there yet, but hopefully and, maybe they might announce him in the tournament in the, in the rest of the field. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I thought about this earlier today. I was like, you could have had him in a faction of like women wrestlers and mm-hmm. basically. Just have him be the one that could compete. Like I could see that angle going over great. Where it's like, I don't know. I just it was just a thought. I didn't fully think it through, but I'm like, that would, I don't know. That'd be dope. But yeah, I really I think he should get some TV time. Uh, he's mostly been on Dark. Uh, yeah, get that man some TV time. Let him do his day. Thanks, and he black too. So like, you know. Yes, sir. I go for go for the black well, wrestlers. I man. haven't seen Private Party in a minute. I want to say it was on a couple weeks ago, but they were. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, that that tournament, the uh, the final will take place uh, at Double or Nothing. If there is a Double or Nothing, uh, knock on wood that there is a Double or Nothing, because I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to sing Judas. Yes. The rest of the and, crowd. And I'm upset they haven't Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara in the first round. Yeah, I would have seen. I, I wanted that's that was my final. That's why I wanted for the final. But hey. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Uh, elsewhere in the world of wrestling, last week we had a uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, let's get into this. I don't want to spend too much time uh, covering uh, SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. But uh took me like 20 minutes to load SmackDown because the app, the Fox app, wasn't working for anybody, apparently. So I thought it was just me, but uh, I seen some other people complaining that the app wasn't loading. So I had to go back to to the old school, and I had to to illegally watch SmackDown. <laughs> I felt so I felt so poor. <laughs> where I I have to illegally watch a show that is available on a free channel. Yes, sir. But it's not available for me live on that free right. channel. Come on, but, Sling, get Fox back, please. They they got it back. They they got Fox Sports and everything. But yeah, they but, got FS1 and all that. Do they have the regular Fox on there? I don't think they got the regular file. I think you need yeah, an antenna for that. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, <laughs> antenna. But, uh, yeah, I missed the first uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, but uh, I caught it. Uh, Sasha and Bailey came out. Lacey Evans and Naomi uh, also came out. Tamina showed up and uh, beat up uh, Lacey Evans and Naomi. And that was that. Uh, <laughs> Drew Gulak uh, beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, because of that, Daniel Bryan gets a championship opportunity, uh, my WWE voice, championship opportunity uh, <laughs> for Sami Zayn at WrestleMania for Intercontinental title. Uh, I think last week on the prediction show, we uh, we picked uh, Daniel Bryan to win that match. Yep. Uh, and that should be a really, really good match. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing better else for them to do but wrestle for about 15, 20 minutes and just put on a, <laughs> put on a hell of a match. Sami Zayn, I don't think, has really been able to put on a, much of anything yeah. in the ring in the last year and a half. So this would be good for him. Maybe we get him a, we get him a WrestleMania moment. He hasn't had one. 
yet in his career. No, he hasn't. He hasn't had too many moments in his career, but also true. Right. So yeah. <laughs> but hey, maybe give him his moment. Uh yeah, WrestleMania. Uh Dolph Ziggler was uh FaceTiming somebody, I believe it was Mandy Rose. I hope um, so. I don't know who he was FaceTiming, but uh he was talking <laughs> shit about Otis and Otis heard him uh, and came out, wanted to fade. Uh but Mandy Rose is like, Y'all not fighting over me. Like, I ain't no, you know, I ain't no, you know, you know, I ain't like that. I'll I'll mess with y'all like that. At this point, it's not even about you. It's about the principal, bro. Yeah, it's just about the principal. Everything. You you knew I was trying to get with her, and you gonna slide right in? Okay, okay. You gonna see me? You've been been dirty macking on me since December. Hey, I've been trying to like you. You done stepped on my mama cake. (laughs) You done you done you done stole my dinner reservation on Valentine's Day. Like I'm about to whoop your ass. People forget uh, Dolph's dirty mac on John Cena. John Cena thing too back in the day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's known for that, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, and Dolph, Dolph is one of the best heels in the company right now, just because like this guy gets so much heat for for this angle alone. Like he's gotten so much heat, bro. <laughs> so it, it's gonna be a good match. I can't wait to see. Don't it. leave your girl uh, around, Dolph. True player for real. Yeah, as Bobby Roode. Uh, <laughs> we get a uh, Elias uh, sings a song about Baron Corbin, and so uh, Baron Corbin uh, attempts murder and throws him off of the balcony. <laughs> 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 it was murder. like <laughs> he tossed him off like like Scar on the Lion King. Like, yeah, long live the king. <laughs> uh, and the, like the angle they show Elias like laid out on the ground from like they showed him from like the above angle. It reminded me of when Big Show threw Kurt Angle off of the balcony in like 2004, <laughs> and like Kurt Angle was just like laid out. It's like you 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 seen Infinity War, right? Yes. So you remember when like Thanos threw Gamora off of the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that reminded me of, man. What, so, bro, what it reminded it reminded me of the Fresh Prince. I don't know why. Like when he throw Jazz out the house, like when he was falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, is Elias going to make it to WrestleMania? I guess we'll see this Friday. Uh, if not, my prediction will come true because Roman Reigns uh, posted an Instagram video bowing out of his match with Goldberg. Got Barry Corbin winning the title from, from Goldberg, man. I need I need that in my life. I need the internet to melt down. I can't wait for the internet to melt down if that happens because, like, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, I need that on Sunday in the main event on Sunday, though. I heard it was gonna be. I'm hearing things about Braun. I don't know. I hear stuff about Braun. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. He deserves it too. He do. He do too. Like both both Braun and Corbin deserve it. But I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear about it yet. Uh, or they could just move Matt Riddle up and just give him the title. That'd be nice. Hey. You know, <laughs> uh, Oscar uh, lost to Alexa Bliss. Uh, it was a pretty cool match. I don't know if people were saying the match was bad. I enjoyed it. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, in the Firefly Funhouse uh, had a recipe for uh, smoothies to defeat John Cena. And uh, his secret recipe, he is secret, great. The secret ingredient uh, was Rambling Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, yo, no, right? Rambling Rabbit had, God damn, uh, Rambling Rabbit had <laughs> my favorite line in the in the segment. He he told him to add carrots. 
so he can see John Cena because he don't care his help with your vision. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but but Bray Wyatt and uh, John Cena will be having a uh, Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. So you can just imagine it's gonna take place inside of the Funhouse. Yeah. It should be kind of similar to the uh, to the House of Horrors match. Was is that the name of it that they had a few years ago? Randy Orton and uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, so some some similar to that. Final like the final final deletion. Yeah, like a final deletion type of thing going yeah. on. That should be fun. Um and in the main event we got the Usos versus New Day. Uh get a shot at the tag team championships of Miz and Morrison. Uh Miz and Morrison attacked both teams uh, so there could be no winner. But then uh Michael Cole uh brought me back to the anonymous GM days. Uh, Michael Cole says, uh, you know, got some news from the people in the back that uh, Ms. Morrison is going to put the titles on the line in a triple threat ladder match. So that hey. should be fun. Hey, man, look, y'all got to put on a match, man. That 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 triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania is something serious. Man, you know? but, man, just like the unfortunate part is no fans there. Like, you imagine yeah. like, this match being in front of, like, 80,000, 90,000 people, however many people go in that arena – you imagine it being held in front of that? It would be so much better. But like, I, I, these guys are still gonna make it work. Uh, I seen something about the Miz uh, pulled out. Yeah, of I thought. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that uh, too. Man. I thought he pulled out. So I don't. I don't. I guess we're gonna find out Friday about more about that because you know these uh these episodes of Raw and SmackDown were were filmed before WrestleMania. So okay. So I don't know how they're gonna do that. So hopefully they explain it. Uh, let's get into Raw though, man. Um. Raw starts off with a Undertaker promo. He had the leather jacket on. He had the bandana. You know, Undertaker. Real, he don't care about character right now. Kayfabe. What? What is Kayfabe to him right now? Right. You, you brought up my wife, fam. I'm about to. You know, uh, yeah. he was still. He was still kind of dead man Taker though. But he was a, uh, you know, front of a tombstone and had AJ Styles' name on it. He called him by his first name. He called him Alan Jones. Uh, he said AJ only uh, joined WWE after everybody. Uh, that made the company what it was, retired, because he didn't want to join, because he was, you know, he was better off being a big fish in a small pond in TNA, and he didn't want to join into the WWE. Uh, also said that Michelle McCool does the Styles Clash better than AJ Styles did. Uh, that, that, one, that one got Damn, me. Damn, Tate. That, that one got me. Uh, one of my, my favorite lines from the promo, though, Taker said, try me, I'll make you famous. You will feel the pain. You will get hurt. You will suffer, and most importantly, you will rest in peace. So uh, this match about to be dope because it, it just the lines are blurred, uh, and I, I, I love this is one of my favorite things about wrestling is that I love when kayfabe like that line is blurred between kayfabe. Yeah. So uh, this would be a good match on a Saturday or Sunday. Can't remember, uh, but uh, going forth the. Uh, Becky Lynch came out, uh, introduced a replay of the main event from last year where she won the Raw Women's Championship uh, as well as SmackDown Women's Championship. But she yes. still uh, is Raw Women's Champion 360 days later. So that is amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, after after that was over, uh, Shayna Baszler uh, choked her out with the Kira Fuda Shayna clutch. Shayna B. Uh, and slammed her into the announce table, into the side of the table, and uh, held up the Raw Women's Championship. Can't wait for that match. Yes. Uh, Aleister Black defeated another black guy. 
Uh, it's, just, it's like the fourth week in a row. <laughs> what is that about? I don't it's know. It's a diversity. Like, hey, man, I'm facing white guys, so you're facing a black dude every single week and losing. I mean, that's uh, and, 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 and they're losing in record times, man. It's true. It's true. Uh, he making he making my brothers look silly, man. I don't like that. Uh, Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley, this Sunday or Saturday. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know why this thought of this. What's up? I see He's beating black men, damn it. Don't you see the value in that? It looks that would be strong. a tough fight on the street. <laughs> no, they're always the strong people, damn it. My nigga. <laughs> Look at Bobby Lashley. Mark Henry. Yeah, all that beef. <laughs> all that beef. <laughs> hey, yo, Biggie said, big oh. meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, uh, we get a we get Kevin Owens and the Street Profits uh, beat Angel Garza, Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins. And immediately after the match, Seth Rollins hit Kevin Owens with a curb stomp. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, took some time to recuperate, grab the microphone, uh, cut the best promo uh, that Kevin Owens has ever cut, I believe and uh, talked about how he will make a moment at WrestleMania. Uh, really good promo from him. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that is not the best promo by a Canadian on this show, because Edge uh, had a little empty empty room promo. Yes, uh, wasn't, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you, wasn't the best one in this feud with Randy Orton, but it was, it was good still. Uh, he talked about how, you know, Edge has that grit because Andy Randy Orton has never shown grit because he was always good with just being okay. He, uh, I think the mm-hmm. quote, the exact quote was, "You're okay with just being okay." Uh, throughout his career, which is you know, a lot of fans will say that's true. Uh, so uh, Edge Edge is gonna beat the shit out of this guy uh, this weekend. So I can't wait yes. for that one. Uh, Watch. Very, very Watch his day. neck, Randy. Please. Yes, please. Keep him safe. Yes. Oscar uh, be uh, Caden Carter. Uh, we get a uh, Charlotte Flair literally kicking Rhea Ripley in the back. <laughs> that was <laughs> so funny. It's out of nowhere. I love it. Uh, go 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 to our Instagram if you could come up with the go go find that post if you're listening. Uh, go find that post uh, before the end of uh, April first. And funniest comment gets a, a free uh, YK Wrestling logo T-shirt. Uh, the same one I got on right now. You can't see it, but I'm wearing it. Uh, go check that out. Uh, we get uh, Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio from Survivor Series last year. Uh, they showed that whole match, and uh, it was, you know, my favorite moment was was him and Dominic doing double six one nine on Brock and then hitting the frog splash. Yeah, uh, and then in uh, in the last segment of the night, uh, get another great promo. Paul Heyman uh, did the usual, you know, about Brock Lesnar. Uh, so that's that's gonna be really good, man. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the the emphasis on the promos ever since they had to do these uh, these shows, these empty arena shows. Because mm-hmm. uh, listen, man, the, the promos have just been amazing. Uh, just been straight up fire. Because uh, you can't do much of anything else. You can't really tell the stories you want to in the ring, building up to it. Uh, you know, for obvious reasons. 
but you lean into these promos and I think honestly they should they should do more of these uh you know look at the the one with the undertaker and the one with edge I think they should do more of these promos without audience participation because you can actually you know reel in what yep. what the performers are talking remember about the old school promos when uh right before I want to say Kane came onto the scene they used to have undertaker do them uh he did it I want to say he did one at the graveyard he did one backstage I love I love those type of promos when it's just them, they locked and sealed and they just shooting, you know what I'm saying? Shooting art. Even if it's written or not. Like that, that's another thing. I don't care about promos being written. You know, as long as we just get some. It don't stuff. matter if it's written. I think it's just a lot of people aren't really great at cutting promos in front of a live crowd. Yeah, I think of, I, even I think if, that, that's just a complaining thing for people. Like we don't care if they're written or not. Like, yeah, even if, I mean your your favorite movies, like if you watch a movie or TV show and your favorite improv, monologue. Yeah. Your favorite monologue from that is written. So, like, mm-hmm. and it's written by the same people that write Monday Night Raw. I think if, you know, even even the OGs, Edge, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin have done some of their best mic work in these empty arena settings. Yes. So, I think we need more of that. I think it, it'll help us relate to a character more and, and kind of understand the motives, what a character does, the reason why they are that way uh versus them being kind of given a hot mic in front of a live crowd on live television a lot of people aren't that good at it uh, yeah but without the crowd they they kind of really more plus the crowd tries too hard to make themselves the center of attention a lot of the times which i think takes <laughs> out a, a lot of different promos you don't need a live crowd i uh, i seen somebody mention yesterday on twitter uh Thing, thing, thing was my guy Chris, uh, Chris Novak, Chris M. Novak uh, from uh, the Ruthless Aggression podcast. Uh, he he said can't really think of an example of a promo that was made better by the fans, which is true. Besides besides Roman's promo after he beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, there there hasn't been a, an instance where the crowd has elevated a promo at all. So I don't think right. I need to, to do that too often, much more. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the Undertaker, I looked, I was looking at the Undertaker, and he said uh, he mentioned like the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity, and uh, got me thinking, man. What? This might sound egregious, but what if what if what if the Undertaker was to be a manager? Like take take this American badass biker gimmick and evolve it and be like a manager, be like the enforcer, be like the the head of a motorcycle club with the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> I think that'll that'll do a wonders for those three. Sons of Anarchy ish. Yeah, just really like SOA type of type of thing. I think it's something they should go for and maybe think about. If, if Taker was into it, if Taker was interested in it, please do it because nobody cares about those guys. And I hate that they get put in front of these crowds that don't care about them. <laughs> yeah. But if you give them a reason to care. I've never thought about that. Like, help the Undertaker give them a rub. You don't got to keep Undertaker around all the time because it's really just going to be about him. Right. But if you kind of, you know, if you were to bring them up, and let them get a rub from the Undertaker for a few months. That'll do wonders for those three. You would have them come up. Oh shit! They will have to come up. I can't see Taker in NXT. 
I mean, that would be dope to see Tucker in NXT, and he's actually helping train talent too. I mean, he do be at the performance center a lot. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Because I, I just don't, I think if those guys go to the main roster, it'd just be like people just want to see Taker. If Taker not there, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. So, hey man, this is a uh, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Uh, WrestleMania this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna try to get some content on uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, got some more content coming later this week. Look out for that as well. Uh, any final any final thoughts, Malik? Hey man, get blessed, money. 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 Yes, I had another slogan today. I just completely forgot it. Hey man, as I always uh, have Speak said, peace. Speak your peace. As I always said, man, uh, live life, live live love ASAP. Uh, yes, sir. And speak your peace too, man. Speak your peace. Uh, it's been a Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, man. Uh, follow me on Instagram, tc.fontaine. Um, I got Malik. What's your socials? Malik.lv, SYP Nation. We back in it. Yeah, man. And uh, follow us, of course, YK Wrestling at YK Wrestling. We on Anchor, we on Spotify, we on iTunes, Google Play, y- YK, YK Sports 23, too. YK Sports 23, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Check out that uh redraft, that uh 2008 yes, NBA draft. Because uh, cause what would it be like if if the Miami Heat drafted Russell Westbrook number two overall? That or would Kevin change. Love. If, if they drafted anybody other than Michael Beasley, that would have <laughs> changed the entire dichotomy of the NBA as we know it. Yes, sir. Because Le- LeBron James would have never went to Miami. Unfortunately. So, yeah. So go check all that out, man. Uh, and we out of here, man. That's please all do. I got. Stay That's safe, it. man. Stay home. Keep your asses inside. Yeah, please. Gone. <laughs> Start that too. <laughs> we out, bro. Gone.